So when they walk around that corner, I want you to take this bat. And when you just barely see them, I want you to lift it up and give it a big old swing. Kawaii. Points of light out there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me just start right off the bat, even before I introduce the podcast and myself, because many of you out there are faithful listeners and you already know, but let me say thank you for what you do every day being a point of light. So with that, <clears throat> sorry for all that, Tom got inspired this morning. And so he is in the podcast studio, which happens to be my closet, having his morning coffee. He's not even fully awake. And so, yes, this is a sanguine podcast. And yes, this is Tom Baldwin feeling inspired this morning to be with you. So the sanguine podcast, if you're new to the podcast, first, welcome. Second, sanguine means like light during a dark time. So basically we're optimistic because we have a belief and a faith that is real and is supernatural and it's outside of this world. And so this podcast is all about going beyond religion, beyond ritual, and beyond tradition and living that real adventure with Jesus and inspiring each other as we go on this walk. So, yes, welcome. Hey, as always, I'm going to mention my email address, and thank you for those of you that reach out and touch someone. Yes, pulling from some old commercial deals there. Sorry, I'm going to take another coffee break here. Wow. I have to say, I make some pretty dang good coffee. So, 406, so that's 406, Big T at gmail.com. If you're like me and you've just woken up and you need things a little slower and, uh, wow. And a little deeper this morning, obviously I have that morning, deep voice and uh, (laughs) let's, let's get all the formality formalities out of the way. You can find the podcast player on any major podcast playing platform. The RSS feed comes out of my website, which is sanguinefaith.com, which has a little bit of stuff on it, but not much. So (laughs) what a lousy advertisement. You got to think these things through a little more before you get started. And last but not least this morning, hey, if you like the podcast, I make you laugh. I encourage you. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. You know, the rating system's a little rigged. Unfortunately, anything less doesn't mean much. So super appreciate it. And you can share the podcast with someone else. Well, let's get right into the subject matter this morning because maybe that will wake Tom up a little bit. I was feeling really inspired. And now that I'm in here and having some of my coffee, I'm kind of like, dude, maybe you should have had a a little slower start than jumping right into the subject matter because the subject matter today is a little deeper and it's a follow-up to the podcast named The Fat Lie. No, not The Fat Lie, although The Fat Lie fits into this. It was the one imputed. It follows up with imputed. And so you're going to totally enjoy it. And this is an important podcast. We're going to talk about an important subject that plays into actually both of those podcasts pretty well. It's amazing sometimes how the big HS up there helps inspire me as I stumble along my way. And believe me, I stumble along my way. And when I talked about Imputed, it was such a great podcast for me because I have days where I just feel like 
and I and I'm sure it's true, but I just don't get things right. And when I look and I review and I even listen to my own podcast and think about the subject matter of what it means to have righteousness imputed on me, that I can't do anything for that. And so my heart most of the time is to do good. But as I'm still being transformed through the renewing of the mind, I have times where I'm selfish and I just don't want, I don't have the outcomes and the decisions that I want in the heat of the moment. I make the wrong decisions. So when I look up, there's a big thank you. And I even say it right now, Holy Spirit and Jesus and Father, thank you for imputing righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for the work you did. So the, the intro here, we're referring to a scripture. I'm referring to a scripture out of, out of the books of Peter. And you can go in there and look. And I actually got inspired this morning, so I didn't even look up the specific reference, but I know I can find it quickly. And you can also find it quickly, but I just, I wanted to get up here why the subject matter was fresh in my mind. And it talks about a lion. Well, not really. It talks about the enemy of our souls, which is Satan, Lucifer, the devil, the evil one, whatever you want to call him. Another coffee break here. And it says that he goes around like a roaming lion, so like hunting, looking for those he can devour. So as we talked about in the previous podcast about imputed and how righteousness is on us, and that has out of the tremendous love for us that God has. Well, in Peter, and in this scripture in particular, it talks about how the devil, the evil one, feels about us. He would love to eat us alive. He would love to devour it. And the scripture talks about being careful. And it talks about, well, yeah, I mean, it talks about being careful. Boy, I should really look that up. And so Tom is going to do something unusual here. He has his phone in the podcast studio because I I really do. I have a lot of scripture memorized. And uh, as as I've gotten older, that memory, I can remember the scripture, but I can't always remember the references. So we're going to look up here, find that reference, see if we can do it here and not take up too much time. First uh, Peter 5.8. Let's just go here and look at that. In the, I like the New Living Translation, so let's see if, if that comes up right away. Uh, Let's see here. Nope. So we're going to go my next favorite. Oh, no, there it is. Uh, Let's see. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. And so we have an enemy that is seeking to devour us, but the scripture has an interesting addition there at the end that are going through suffering. And so let's just contrast that with Jesus, how he imputed righteousness on us, that he wanted that over us because he knew that sin destroys us, sin leads to death and eventually eternal death. And so Jesus imputed righteousness out of of the love of our heart. Now the devil from the very beginning, the enemy of our soul, and we like to joke about the devil and the devil made me do it and the devil did all that. 
different stuff. And it's funny and it's ha-ha, but it's very serious in that scripture. It's suffering. And so when the devil devours us, he keeps us alive and he eats us bite by bite. And you're just like, Tom, that is so cruel. How can you have that imagery? Well, let's go back and let's look at some of the context of scriptures. We are made of God's image. What was Satan? And he fell from heaven. And from what we can tell in the study of scriptures, that he was incredibly jealous of God and he was envious and the, he himself wanted to be worshiped and he himself wanted to be God. And so pride and arrogance became his fall. And so then you think about it as Satan looks at God and he fell and he's come to his demise and he eventually is looking for an overthrow, a retaking, although he never had it. So he's looking to take over and be in God's place. And even now he seeks to be worshiped. And so when he looks at every one of us, what's that a reminder of? His biggest and most painful hurt. And so I want you just to hear this right now. Don't doubt in your mind how much he wants to make you suffer and how much he wants to make you hurt. Because every time he sees you made in the image of God and you have I mean, included in that is the work that God went through to impute righteousness on you, to give you that option to become righteousness, not through anything that you did. And so when he sees you and he goes around and now he is the power of the air that is described in Ephesians, he is the ruler of this world. And so he has a certain amount of authority down here. So he goes about The scripture in Peter says he's going about seeking whom he may devour. And let's just add into that piece by piece. So suffering, he devours us and use this imagery because I think it's accurate. Stealing our hope bite by bite by bite by bite through trials, through things that come into our lives that begin to erode our hope. And as we lose hope, in our God, in our situations, in our lives, to the point where some people take their lives. He he receives extreme pleasure as that image of God has been destroyed by him. There is this sick. You ever have that feeling when you get like revenge and it's kind of this really, oh, bittersweet where part of you is like, yes, they finally got it. And then part of you is like, oh, okay. He has no remorse. He is just like, he is enjoying it. He's maybe receiving power and energy from that. So how does this fit into the podcast, Fat Lie? Same thing. When we were created and when Jesus came for us and did that work and imputed righteousness on it, it was designed to begin to stop the work of death, even as we live here down on this earth. So sometimes the devil, all he needs to do is plant ideas in our head or circumstances in our lives. Now, let's just take myself for this case, and let's go to the fat lie. I confess to you that I eat from stress. And so as I eat from stress and I put on adipose tissue here and I become less than what God created me and I lose out on the fullness of life, which I talked about that is being able to do a lot of the things that I enjoy, being uncomfortable, having increased comorbidities. So and all cause mortality. Boy, that sounds familiar to things that lead to death. And so Satan doesn't necessarily make me do things, but he puts opportunities and circumstances in my life to begin to destroy and devour me. Okay, so 
as I have lived my life. And at one point I weighed 350 pounds. And so the stresses and the circumstances of my life were pretty extreme. And that's no excuse because I believe with all my heart that the tools are in the scriptures to overcome that. And Jesus said, we can overcome that. But as I got that, and if I had continued and maybe got four, 500 pounds, think of the life that's stolen from me, how I'm being devoured as I'm growing huge, the life, and I'm being devoured, the things that I can do, the things that I can, wow, I got all kinds of things coming out of the digestive system today. So sorry, this kind of gross. (laughs) But as I, as if I had become that person, I would have been devoured. And at the end, when I was huge, there'd basically be nothing left of the original Tom Baldwin. And you have to know that gives the enemy of our souls extreme pleasure. And why it's so important, and the scripture in this says we must stand firm in faith. So for myself, one of the tools is, is having faith and recounting, because I have this in my history, and God will give this to you if you ask, those bricks of faith, those things in your foundation where you've seen God come through. And so as we go through trials, we must have faith, and we must continue to agree with the truth that we have been imputed unrighteousness. One of the things in the past that has got me down so much, and I would stay down, and I would do penance, when in my own mind, and sometimes it was area in the f- area of food, sometimes it was in other areas of maybe not being completely honest or different things like that, I would punish myself and do like penance. Well, how, how can I say this? Not penance, but I would just like, I would check out for a while because I'm like, I don't deserve to have a relationship with God. So I would stop talking and I would just be like, I deserve to be punished. That is not our God and that's not how he operates. When we fall into sin and that all that is, is missing the ideal. And so for myself in food and different areas of life, that happens quite honestly. And what God wants to do, he's like, I took care of that. I imputed righteousness. I see you as righteous. But the enemy of the soul comes in and says, how can you be righteous? Look at what you've done. And all of you out there right now, this is touching something that is very real in your thought life. I know it and I can feel it as I send this out, even though it's not published. And you're just like, dude, you are acting kind of weird and new agey. Our God is supernatural. He lives in time, past, present, and future right now all of that. And I am connected to the supernatural family. And so those attributes and those things are also part of me and I have righteousness imputed on me. And so unlike in the past, I'm not checking out, I'm being present and I'm being engaged in this. And so the enemy comes in and when we blown it and we know, and we're playing those tapes in the head and he just adds into that some little subtleties. Yeah, you really blow it. How can you be in a relationship with God? How can you call yourself righteous? There's no way. Look at what you just did, whatever that is. And believe me, I know some of the things that we are capable of doing. And yes, I can raise my hand probably in about every one of them, although I'm being transformed. That happens less often and the intensity's less, less, which that doesn't make me righteous because I was righteous back then. So when the enemy of our soul comes in and he says, how can you be righteous? You don't have to reason. You don't have to argue. You just want answer. Jesus, one word. You cannot rationalize. You cannot 
argue it is transrational, a word that my dear, dear old pastor and good friend Jerry Levy used. It's transrational. It goes beyond reason. You can't do that, but it has been done. And as you are in the family of God and you are in this world where the enemy of our souls is the authority and power. Now, the ultimate, he is a authority and power. Let me rephrase that a little bit. We're going to go through battles, and we haven't been perfected, and so our minds are still being renewed. I know that for a fact, as I struggle with some areas of my thinking that are just desperately crying out to be renewed, and God is coming, and he is answering that. I don't know why that happens all at once. I know... that God designed in our physiological bodies to build muscle, that it takes work and it takes pain. I would imagine the same is true for the spiritual stamina and the spiritual muscle in our own lives, that it takes work and it takes pain. But we have to remember some truths as we work out like physiologically. So we lift weights, we run, we do cardiovascular training. We know that even though it hurts and it's painful, that it will end in building muscle. So as these trials and in these stresses come in our lives, that's where we have to stand firm and have faith because we know what the outcome is. And sometimes, and believe me, I'm living some of that even right now. It is so hard to have the belief that that is going to work out and that I am going to be stronger. But as I look back in my life, I can see that that is true. And so I just want to review a little bit here before we close up. You, if you have repented of your sins and accepted the work that Jesus has done, and so repented of your sins, what does that mean in modern terminology and language? It's like basically saying, hey, Jesus, man, I really screwed up. I know there's a bunch of stuff where I missed your ideal, and I'm going to turn for that, and I'm now welcoming you in, accepting the work that you did, becoming the perfect sacrifice proving by rising from the dead that you could and you have the power and the authority. And it's that easy. And if you have that, when that enemy of your soul comes in and he adds to the voice that you're already playing, because we have these great tape players that just replay in our heads and tell us awful things. Most of the time, we don't even need the enemy's suggestions, but he just comes in to add that extra spice and punch to make it really hurt, like salt in the wound just a little bit and just cause the pain. Pain. And so we increase the condemnation because you've got to know this isn't necessarily about you, but it's about his fall and his, for lack of a better word, beef with God. And so we are a representation because God has loved us dearly. And don't doubt me when Satan, and I'm sure God still has a place in his heart. Yes, I'm getting on thin ground, thin ice, whatever you want to call it here, pre-earthquake, tremor type ground here. But God created Satan. He has a love for him, but he rebelled. And so now he is in the judgment. And so we represent just a tremendous hurt for him. And so he seeks to devour us one bite at a time through addiction, through how come I can't think of all these things? I had all these words lined up before through wrong thinking, through hurting our health, through all these things, destroying our hope, all these things through criticisms, even in our own head. So it is to stand firm with the belt of truth, pulling in another scripture from Ephesians here, 
buckled around our waist. So as we have faith, we read the scriptures of saints that have went before us, that have went through trials and have made it through trials and been to the other side and developed those spiritual muscles. And so, my friends, I have enjoyed this time immensely. I don't necessarily like talking about the enemy of our soul, but as we talk about him, it just points to the tremendous love that God has for us and the tremendous work that he did. And even as he wrote the personal letters to us, which are the scriptures, which are truth that we can apply in our life, warning us and how to overcome this. What a love. And so as we wrap up, We just thank Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for your tremendous love. You have been so gracious and kind as you have generously imputed righteousness to us. What a wonderful gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my friends, just as we wrap up here, go out there, continue to let your light shine. Thank you. And if you're on the fence, hey, went through how you can enter the kingdom today, as I often do. And I just welcome you in. It's something that you won't regret. And I just, you are ready to make that decision. So as I close up here, just go ahead and finish it up as the Porter Baldwin takes us out for today. And uh, we'll see you again, hopefully next week. The Lord willing, totally enjoyed this time with you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.